All right, so we are back, and yeah. this is the first time I think ever that me and Terry have had a guest on the show. <laughs> I don't right. think we've ever had a third party. So I just want to paint a picture that back in 2020, in the winter of 2020, December, and I'm working at my pro at the program that I work for, uh, and we're emergency childcare, and I was there with um, Minna, and we were. Having to be, you know, we worked together for eight hours a day, five days a week in charge of 10 children. And it was a dark time. And me and Minna sat and all we could talk about was Christmas movies. And that was like the light of our day. And then um, we started talking about how much we would want to do a podcast uh, of like a full podcast of Christmas movies and just dive in. Um, anyway, and here so, we are. Here we are. We're doing a Christmas episode with Minna. Yeah, so exciting! Dreams come true. Welcome, Minna. <laughs> Welcome, Hi. Minna. I'm so um, excited. How yeah. well of how well of a guest you are depends on if whether or not we have guests in the future. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, is that is that a heavy weight on my? No, no. sorry, I'm, I'm hunching over with the weight of that pressure. Ooh. No, we're excited. Um, we're excited. I'm just but worried yeah, because I talk over everyone so much that I'm. I'm like, I am sweating. Just like, be quiet. <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> oh, you're and fine. It's kind of weird now with like Zoom and stuff, right? Because like, if there's a delay or whatever, but you know what? Well, if people are it. listening, they want to listen. So mm -hmm. <laughs> they'll, they'll get over it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. You clicked on this button, honey. <laughs> you knew what you, you, knew what you were getting into. <laughs> exactly. Um. So we were going to break it up into certain sections. And I think just starting out by like, what is our personal relationship with the Christmas movie world, especially modern Christmas movies, because there's definitely been a resurgence. I felt for me personally, it seems like once like, like early 2000s, it seemed like there was this new pop culture wave of Christmas movies. And now we have streaming services that's been every service has been trying to take over as the one you go to for new Christmas uh, material for whatever. So where are where do we all stand with with Christmas movies? Do you watch them? Do you watch all the new ones? Do you stick to classics? How do you feel about them? Do you hate them? Okay, I have this theory of like the history of the kind of what we know of like the bad Christmas movie, right? Like the so bad it's good. Mm -hmm. There, it was like this Hallmark Lifetime thing. Mm -hmm. for so long i mean you know for all i know it could have been two years i don't know i didn't watch any of that but netflix uh was like okay i'm gonna get in this get some money christmas prince i think yeah. oh yeah i think blew you blew everyone's mind yeah netflix was like oh we can make it bad on purpose let's go right yeah <laughs> and i feel like anyway so that i was just thinking about that too where i was like where where did this like where did this style explode for me and it was like christmas prince was where i watched it and i was like they know they're they know what they're doing like mm -hmm. <laughs> i feel like there were moments in the movie they were looking at each other being like is this what we're doing like we're doing this is this the story we're telling no yeah this yep this is it uh, okay yeah, uh -huh. yeah and i feel like it was just like um like a new genre of like camp uh mm -hmm. was born almost to me for me like it was just like <laughs> christmas was always such kind of like a joke like something i could not it, i had a complicated relationship with christmas so for there to be this like totally ridiculous saccharine just 
kind of like numbing agent in this form <laughs> of like campy silliness. I was like, I'm in. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, you're, I think you're right. Like, cause the Christmas or a Christmas Prince like really did it for Netflix. I think it was kind of a hit for them. And then when they started making like the Vanessa Hudgens clone series, <laughs> Christmas clone, whatever series, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. The switch or whatever. The, prince, the, the Christmas switch. <laughs> right. Um, the princess. I feel switch? like I don't know. The, no, it's Clone Wars. Clone Wars. I think that that is what gave all these other networks and streaming services like permission to be like, oh, this is this, a pe- this people is are going to watch these. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Because she was also like a star. Like in Christmas Friends, it was like nobody's. Yeah, nobody. You know? and so yeah, so it was like mm-hmm. Vanessa Hudgens. Right. Yeah, I feel what like this. Can we get like that era was Netflix saying because they were doing this in other genres when they they'd have mm-hmm. like the Bachelorette. You know, they're like, we're gonna do our version of that. We're gonna do Love Is Blind. We're gonna do yeah. like trashy mm-hmm. reality. We got that now. We have the Circle. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're taking any genre that was being successful for any other network channel and doing it their own version and doing it mm-hmm. so much better. Yeah. And and they, yeah, <clears throat> Hallmark, this is Hallmark in lifetimes, like bread and butter. This is the one time that people pay attention to them for real. Like anyone who's not a like <laughs> hardcore Hallmark fan, you know, they can pull in a general audience. But then yeah. Netflix did it and now... I still turn to Hallmark sometimes. I put it on the background, but like <laughs> I don't anticipate the new Hallmark movies like I anticipate the new Netflix Christmas movies. So they definitely because, yeah, this, over. yeah, the star power switched, right? Yeah. It was like Denise Richards' house was yeah. paid for by Hallmark, and now <laughs> yeah. Vanessa's fourth yeah. house is paid uh-huh. for by Netflix. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess gets us into like some of the like tropes that we see in these movies. So like one of them being uh, stars that you know, quote unquote stars, you know, D E F G list people where you're like, they were in a 90s sitcom and now they're in this Christmas movie. You know, we have, you know, obviously DJ Tanner. I hated even saying her name. Oh, can I say, can I just, can I just real quick? <laughs> because we all know that like, you know, she moved on to some other, whatever Christian network. It was, it, what is there. it called? It's called like family, t- family, family first network or something it's, it's like called, that. It's called praise his name. Network. Yeah. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but like, um, I, I think what they should do is I think like Netflix Hallmark or well, I guess Hallmark because she left Hallmark, right? Hallmark yeah, should Hallmark. hire Jody Sweet and Stephanie Tanner to be in like an LGBTQ <laughs> Christmas movie and have her be yes. the new like, you know, Christmas. You know how much. And, and she probably like, would so be down. Yeah. Of, yeah. I think that'd be so great. Yeah. <laughs> where are the Olsen twins? I know. I know. Where is their, where is their comeback? You They're in a castle living off cigarettes get and the espresso. <laughs> They're, right. Get the twins. Get stuff. Let's get yeah, right. Let's get it. I think my yeah. favorite trope is the non-existent <laughs> slash missing slash dead mother. <laughs> There's always a dead mom. It's, oh, there's My. always either a mom oh. or a parent. There are like four movies that we're going to talk about that have this. Yeah. Or and just it, a missing well, yeah. estranged parent. Yeah, right. Either they're dead or they don't care and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And these widowers. I mean, I we're ripe <laughs> with widowers. Like, it is just widower yeah. city USA. I'm like, oh. Hey, you guys. Also, like, widow, speak, widow, or small, widow, or, widow or small uh-huh. village, USA. Yes, small village. <laughs> Which is another Sorry, trope, right? right? And did right. you notice two of the movies that we talked about watching have a widower uh, single dad who's white with the children of color? Oh, yes. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that was my note, was why are all these Latina mothers dead? Right. <laughs> 
don't get it. Like Christmas yeah, is too exactly. much for them. Guys. But honestly, exactly. like full stop. Why? Why would they have? Is it because they feel like a Latina mom can't carry a movie? They, it needs to have still a white man centering the storyline. That that's well, but the... so we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, I think, because okay. the the Christmas, the one with Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Like the the lead okay. in that, the female lead in that, she is Latina, right? Yeah. And that's, sure, sure, sure. But, but like, I think that. Um, I think that just having like a widower dad makes mm-hmm. makes him sad and safe and sexy. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like that's what they like. It wasn't. Want. It wasn't like a messy divorce where we're like, well, what did you do? Right. Like right. maybe maybe it was your fault. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we're gonna. Mur- yeah. I I want the. I'm I'm writing one right now where it's just like, what <laughs> oh, we're gonna you have you murdered your wife. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> a guy who like you know he's like, well, I don't know what happened to her, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something they don't talk about. It's just like th- this one Christmas, she just like didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like in gremlin like they did that in gremlins i mean he oh, wasn't murdered but do you already. remember talking to me like oh, oh yeah already, this is like oh, such, a, this is such a great movie. christmas anyway. movie already is like it starts with the the woman who like comes to the small town she meets this guy who's a widow or whatever mm-hmm. but she starts to suspect he killed his wife right there we that's go great. that's the and, yeah. and like everyone loves him ring, and thinks ring, he's this like amazing man yeah but they're all like small town people that just don't question these things and she's like from the city so she's a little bit smarter she's um, like i've been watching law and order yeah for years. uh i i, I found I, all I, the clues I, yeah you, we can call it like he sees you when you're sleeping oh my god oh my god <laughs> wait so, we have to protect. We have to trademark this conversation. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm writing it. Well, we have to make yeah. some calls. Yeah, We're, we'll workshop a movie as we do this. We've got it recorded. It's fantastic. Um, one thing <laughs> I do love in all these movies is just the level of decoration of their of their houses, of their office, of like when there's a child and they go into their bedroom and there is a full on Christmas tree in their room. <laughs> they mm-hmm. have a wreath above their fireplace because they have a fireplace in the room and they're twelve. And <laughs> and like if they're having the like serious meeting, they'll be like, I was watching one on Hallmark. I don't remember the name, but she was having a meeting and behind her, there was a, a train that was going in her office, <laughs> like a Christmas set train oh. set that was actually running. And I just I, I, I mean, I watch these like. First of all, it's insidious in me because I see the way they decorate. And I think, actually, I want that. I want I want people to be <laughs> I want people to come into my house and ask me if I'm OK. Like yeah. <laughs> I want to <laughs> because just the like poinsettia budget uh-huh. alone, like it is covered. Every inch of the mm-hmm. house is covered. Every little thing in the kitchen, everything, the, at the banister, there's lights on everything. And I just think like. Where do you store all of this? How do you afford all of this? And also, a lot of the times, it's someone who's like struggling in their life. You know, they have a bakery that's failing. They don't have enough money, but they have this like because massive... they blew their budget. <laughs> <On Christmas. laughs> Maybe you don't need five Christmas trees in your house. Maybe you don't. Like, need... These gold ornaments are twenty-four carats. I, I, I had to. But you I guys, had to. we have to decorate this entire lodge that we can't actually get people to come visit. Hey, <laughs> no, but it has to be like a thirty foot christmas tree and like there's so many lights on everything i feel like the rooms would be hot like you would you like how are you (laughs) wearing a a sweater it's a fire hazard absolutely everywhere i was like falling for christmas i was i was feeling that i was like i can't see a wall like there's no walls it's just like glittery balls (laughs) and like garland and like bows i was just like holy the other thing about it too is like they like and i just can't 
stop thinking like how Netflix does this on purpose. They have a trillion dollars and they're like, um, how do we make it look like they're standing in front of a cardboard like set? Like how yeah. do we make it look, you know, like let's turn up the, the like volume of the, of the visuals to mm -hmm. the point where we're just like, Oh, this is this movie was made for ten dollars at like on a high school like back lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we got like, this at the dollar it's, store. It's like, so funny. It's, this it's like, so funny that how purposeful it feels. This yeah. entire conversation right now is kind of reminding me. I don't know when we want to transition into like specific movies, but um, <clears throat> the one that I think we all watched it. It was like a Hollywood Christmas or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was all about what we're talking about right now. Like, yeah, well, can yeah. we get, can we like, just like put some coats on some mannequins? Can we get some lights over here? Can we like, you know, get the high school kids to come in and be extras? Like it was, and it was very much about like the tropes mm -hmm. of Christmas movies. So that was kind and, of fun. And, and how they're always probably filming these in the summertime. So they're having yeah. to be surrounded by like Christmas carols singing and like, and they're like, oh, I love Christmas. I think about that with like the holiday baking championship type shows where I'm mm -hmm. like, they have to be like, this is my favorite time of the year. And I'm like, it's July. It's July like, that you're filming. You have this. to pretend <laughs> like you're just so in the spirit of Christmas and it's like summertime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I love the, the turtleneck dicky, like that's oh. just a flap on <laughs> yeah. like you're wearing your your big your swimsuit, but you're like, burr, you know, yeah. got the, yeah. the turtleneck peeking out the top. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Um, there's always so like we already said this, but like the girl from the city coming to a town, like that's happened a million times. I love their the jobs that they have, the like the weird like talk about a Christmas prince. Like she was a blogger, like that was it. She but basically. Had That's a live totally journal. What, um, the so my actually my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie on this entire list. I don't know why is Love Hard. Yes. And then, and, and that's what her job is too. Kind of, she's like, oh, I just write about my like bad dates. And I'm like, you support your you 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 can pay your LA rent. How by writing about your bad but even still, I love the movie. Yeah, same. So I, love like, it. Maybe love. maybe you know, there's other things that. Right. We don't need to, you know, she like has money saved up or whatever, or the, you know, who cares? But, but again, like that, I feel like that is like a that is such a piece of the formula mm. that they're like, what, like sheep herder, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, yeah. they are coming up with these ideas to make it to like really play into it. It just feels. Do you think that Sex in the City has something to do with that? Like the idea that she was like always kind of writing out her thoughts and opening up her heart that way, and kind, you know, do you think that like. That's oh, why yeah. there's this like trope of like, she's just looking for love. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's yeah. She's got all this free time because she's, she works for herself. She's a freelance writer. Yeah. She you writes, I mean? she, has she writes to, a blur. She has to live, right. She has to live to get right. her experiences. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. To get, the, yeah. get the good juicy, uh, uh -huh. get that article, yeah. get that blog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that like the trope of like, um, you know, some, woman from the big city and then comes to like a small town and that like illuminates her to the you know spirit of christmas whenever i think of like i don't know when i think about christmas like sure that's cozy but i think about like big cities decorate the whole city oh and it's awesome to go see the lights and to do so like yeah. why is there not one that like takes place in like a big city i'm sure there is yeah yeah, but that's definitely not a trope. The trope isn't no. that you go to the big city and that is what is the magic of Christmas. You know, right? It's mm -hmm. like the big city is the hustle bustle. You don't even have time to celebrate Christmas, and then you go to the small town, and it's like this is all they do, and like, yeah, yeah. But it's actually, like you know, being in New York at Christmas time is like magical. Mm -hmm. Like the Macy's building, the all the displays are like mechanical and moving, and just like there's lights everywhere. It's like so romantically Christmas in a big city. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Um, um, I watched a movie from a couple of years ago called Last Christmas. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but Amelia Clark is in it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I, I did watch that. It's. I actually was like, this is actually so cute. And it's like definitely a big city mm. moment. Um, but oh, I... Oh, yeah, that's think, London, right? Yeah. I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happened there, there's sort of this, like, uh, like they want to reject, like they go to the small town to reject like money, like to reject capitalism and mm, get away mm. from like, you know what I mean? Like there's all, and it's not like outwardly, you know, that's not what they say, but I feel like they're trying to get back to something. And I'm like, <clears throat> did you grow up here? Did you grow up in, where did, like, are you from yeah. this town? Like, why do you think that that well, village has it? Like, yeah right right I'm, I'm like if i go in the country i'm i'm losing my mind in two days and right. i'm running like, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm yeah, not finding the, my um, soul and heart like mm-mm. the silence will kill me um bye like it's the, just it yeah i me think out. the movie that illustrates that really well is um oh shoot what's it called it's, it's on the list it's the kirsten the kirsten Kristen stewart oh christmas oh uh, my gosh uh, happiest season. Season. Happy yeah. season. Because like the, the fact I, I, I can love talk that about movie, that for an hour. Even though, like, yeah, I love it's it. Very yeah. very like uh, cringy sometimes in some mm-hmm. scenes because of the fact that she's hide. But the fact that they go to this like you know quieter. I don't even know mm-hmm. where it is, but place. No one does. Means that she has to like hide who she right. is. Right. Right. You know, right. and that's mm-hmm. like that's really distressing. So I think but that highlights, more realistic. Right. That mm-hmm. and that highlights like a yeah, maybe this is why, you know, the queers head to the cities. <laughs> yeah. I think you like know? as Absolutely. queer as queer people, we just don't relate as hard to like that like safety of going to small towns. Small towns. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. The, just oh, anecdotally absolutely have you seen there's a there's a sketch that amy schumer just put out that was a, a christmas movie in like yes. three minutes i was gonna mention this oh my god and it's the actress who's in uh kimmy schmidt that actress and she's like it's the perfect setup of her being like the big time city girl and amy schumer's her like quirky sister back at hometown being like you gotta come for christmas so she comes to town runs into her high school boyfriend who owns a mistletoe farm and they like they like hit it off and like she's like god maybe i just need to stay maybe this is what i've been missing my whole life and then she's like yeah christmas matters and the guy's like yeah like all lives and she was like what (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah go trump and she was like yep that's why i left gotta go (laughs) (laughs) it was a great skit yeah it was really good because that's you know that that's definitely an element to even, you know, when I go home now, I'm just like, uh, yep, there's the All Lives Matter billboard. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that cozy, really. <laughs> so may- right? yeah, maybe as we like talk about some of these movies, we can also, like, if we rate them, we can also talk about how queer they are. Oh. You know, yes. like whether, you know, that'd be kind of fun. Oh, too. yes. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say is just the thing that I love about these Christmas movies are the the movie titles themselves because they are so literal. The literalness of them when mm-hmm. and we can get into the first one we're going to talk about, which is falling for Christmas. And guess what happens? She falls quite okay. literally. <laughs> can, I, can I can I like really, really embarrass myself here for a second yeah. and say that I've seen the movie twice and the first time I watched it, it went right over my head. Oh, really? <laughs> I was just like, oh, she has amnesia. Okay, whatever. I didn't like, I was just like, oh, she's falling for him and she's falling for Christmas. And uh, no, no, she, she fell off a mountain. <laughs> oh my she God. Did? I love it. 
Well, let's talk about falling uh, for Christmas. I feel like we have it. to start with that because otherwise I'll just be thinking about it the whole time we're talking right. about other let's movies. Do it. Because it's perfect so, in every way. Yeah. Um, what about this? Um, <laughs> so it just in case people don't know or haven't heard or aren't familiar with, should I read like like one sentence synopsis real quick? Sure. The intro yeah. of the movie? Yeah. All right. Falling for Christmas. It came out this year, 2022. It says, in the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress, Lindsay Lohan, experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of a handsome lodge owner and his daughter. So the stars Lindsay Lohan, Court Overstreet, and it was directed by Janine Damien and written by Jeff Bonnet and Ron Oliver. What did you guys think? Um, oh, where do I where do where I do you begin? begin? <laughs> okay, I feel like there are multiple layers to experiencing this movie because for one... It's being uh, talked about as it's Lindsay Lohan's return to mm-hmm. film. In my personal experience, like if I don't think that happened, I don't feel like that is her big return. If it is like, I don't think this is going to be launching her into other films. I think if that was the intention, I'm not sure if that is actually going to happen. I because... will say that I just saw an interview where she talked about how while filming this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis texted her oh, and cute. was like hey should we do another sure. freaky friday sure so i saw is, that too if, if this is sure. research and maybe this freaky friday too will like kind of be i, I help, guess i'll get back into it so i guess like never know i i i come pretty biased about Lindsay lohan and that i i'm not a huge fan of hers um and i never really have been i've always said that mean girls is good because of everyone else in the movie not Lindsay lohan it could have been anyone else that does I that role no i think she's pretty I, good I think she holds her own, but is she meant to be like, like an Oscar winning or like a Grammy winning? Like, I think she thinks that that is her. I think she elevates herself way higher than I think she actually is. Personal opinion. I felt like her ego has always been getting in the way of me liking her. That is a personal opinion. This you know, and like there's been she's had a rough go of it. Like we can all agree she's had a rough go personally, professionally. Uh, there's been so many weird times with her seeing her try to kidnap a boy off the streets of some country. But otherwise, this time I felt like I respected her and that I feel like she just is happy to be working. And I feel like seeing her doing interviews for the show and seeing the bloopers, I actually feel like she has calmed down quite a bit. Maybe she's just grown up. I think she's grown up. And I feel like that has been needed for me to get on the Lindsay Lohan train for a very long time. So I'm coming in with that lens of like, you know, it's hard to not be kind of skeptical about Lindsay Lohan because we've already had launches in her career where they've been saying this is her return. And then they're just awkward. Don't hit the mark. They're really weird. You know, when she was trying to be uh, Elizabeth Taylor, you know, and it just was like, ah, like, so I was already expecting that. So as a Lindsay Lohan move in her career, I think it was smart. I think it worked. I think she did a good job. I think she took the she she understood the assignment. She didn't make it about her too much. I I appreciated her involvement in it. As a Christmas movie, I feel like that's a totally separate experience. And in that light, I was like, it's okay. Like it didn't make me crack up. It didn't bring any Christmas warm feelings from my heart. I never got close to getting emotionally invested in anything in the movie, but it was entertaining. I watched it to the very end and I would watch it again. That's how I feel about it. It was like, I feel like it's not going to be a movie that I'm going to play next year for Christmas. I don't feel like it's going to be in the rotation now. I feel like it could be something we were like, oh yeah, Lindsay Lohan was in a Christmas movie. Funny. 
you know, that's that's my take on it. So I'm not sure I'm clear on exactly how you feel about her. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to explain more? <laughs> no, I think that I kind of agree with you, at least on the point of um, that. Yeah, it's like fine. It's entertaining. It's cute. I don't know that I'll watch it every year, but, it's you know, it's there. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, But yeah, I thought it was, it, you know, basically it's overboard is what people are right you know, right not saying and um the way i felt like they sort of because overboard is my actually my favorite romantic comedy of all time but we acknowledge that it's like very problematic right he takes her home he lies to her the whole right time, right and so the way that i feel like they fix it in this christmas movie is that they they meet but when he sees her post accident he doesn't remember he doesn't recognize that it, it's the same person right you know so i feel like that's kind of how they try to like Mm-hmm. weigh it so that he's not like some creeper right. um but yeah it's got a lot of those tropes right like little mm-hmm. precocious kid dead mom village the town coming together to help like all that stuff um living and... up to the like rich controlling dad trying to like when they want you to do something and you don't want to do it like that is a trope a lot of times when like they're trying to get yeah. away from their like family business can we talk about her very strange boyfriend uh wait, wait. I, oh, I the wanna, gay one? I wanna, yeah, I wanted to be the first one to say it. I was like, when are we gonna talk about the homoeroticism Let's between him and, <laughs> Let's do him it, and that little fish shack man? I was oh, like, where my is God. their story? Where as is a, the wedding? Right, right. As a thank you, as a as a writer, I don't understand why at the end of this movie he suddenly hooks up with like this rando mm-hmm. because thank all you. of the setup was with him and this like mountain man right like, and he makes eyes at another dude there at the yeah. end, there's a moment again and like <laughs> you guys <laughs> am i the only one i was like am i the only one seeing this <laughs> i was yeah. so excited yeah <gasps> i wish that, it, that he had just oh gone sorry back. spoiler alert everything. spoiler alert everybody. oh no people know this is <laughs> okay people know that if they're listening to this if they're listening to this like they are they're gonna get spoiled so we'll have a list of movies probably and people can go check those right out if they really you know, Minna, what were your oh, takeaways from the movie guys. in general? Did you like it? Um. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Uh, I think I, I think I got. I, I was. I was more like fascinated by it. I think you know. Um. It just a lot of kind of that same stuff we were talking about, where it's like Netflix is doing this on purpose. Like they're like, um, one more take. Can you overact um, <laughs> as if you're a star of your middle school play? Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're looking for. Um, and yeah, uh, so it was fascinating. And then, and it was it was just like like we're we've you know like we've said again they're just like um here's a list of all the the tropes we have to hit like check 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 and like something i noticed too like that happens a lot in these movies that was like very well like front and center the like clumsy ding dong girl like mm-hmm. as this like she's always so incapable Bumping into something or fumbling. yeah I can't do anything. And it's like, yeah. okay, I guess this is a comment and she's an heiress and she doesn't do anything, but like, it's not honey, endearing. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just made me feel kind of sad. And I was like, okay. And then like these poor, um, the poor, like mother of the dead wife and the daughter are just like, they're, they're not people. They're just there to prop this poor man's story up. The weird Santa. Is Santa, is Santa oh, real? Right. Magical? <laughs> They were just, I feel like they were stuffing a lot into this. Yeah, yeah. And then the like, it's a wonderful life moment with the town. Like there was just a right. lot. 
Um, yeah, it didn't need the same my, time. No, and by far my favorite storyline was, um, t- what the fuck was his name? Tag? Why do I want to call it? Kevin? Rolf? I don't know. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, the gay boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yes, we need to get into this. We need to yeah. get into this right now. And like, he's an influencer. He's all about the gram. So like, obviously, right. he's hiding himself. He's hiding right. his true self. Where is his redemption right. story? Right. Um, but I will say two moments that also stuck out with Lindsay for me <clears throat> that I thought were well done and hilarious. One, of course, was Jingle Bell Rock in the car. I thought that was like, <laughs> yep. actually, a, one a of the mean moments girls I was nod. Like, right. I was like, they could have really made it really like obvious and stupid and they did and I thought it was cute and I, mm-hmm. I was like you know if I'd never seen Mean Girls like I, this moment yeah. would be fine Yeah. and then the other thing was her awkward sister <laughs> as her stylist oh. ah! which I like hated and loved but I feel like there was there was like a scene of Lindsay looking at her sister being like hey baby girl so is that her here. real her real sister? Yes. I yes, had no idea actually I, no I idea. oh my god I actually I'm like I'm like 98%. I should probably Google that before the I levels perjure of myself. Trivia you're but, bringing to this podcast. I know. But um, but yeah, like, and she's just like girl, all grown up, little Allie. And I just feel like Lindsay was like, I I'm, forgot I'm she bringing my sister. sister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she was the worst actress. I mean, she's terrible. Sure. And <laughs> it's just really like, you're going to be on screen. It's time. It's your time to shine. It's so cute. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel kind of similarly. I don't know if I would watch it again uh, next year. Honestly, kind of boring in the middle. Like, I, I think I left. I was, like, folding laundry or doing something yeah. else while I was watching yeah. it. I was, like, mm-hmm. I'm not even, like, I'm not even, it's not, it's not, it wasn't, like, so over the top ridiculous that I was, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what are they going to do next? And it wasn't, like, so cutesy, silly, like, precious. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so, super cringe either. It wasn't right. like so cringy that I couldn't right, even watch like, it. Yeah. It just kind of like it was what it was. You know, it just kind of mm-hmm. it happened. So, <laughs> out of like four candy canes, what would you give it? <laughs> I'd give it a two and a half candy cane. Like two and then one that's a little shiv. You know, how you can like <laughs> suck them down to the oh, like, like a little... oh, two regular size and then a tiny one that you turn into a shit. The little yeah. candy cane. Yeah, yeah, the little candy shiv. Two and a shiv. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably where I'm at with it too. (laughs) Two and a half. I was gonna say two, but I, I, you know, you mentioned the little shiv one, so I gotta (laughs) give it that. Um, And I'll give the little shiv because of um, the queer, the tiny amount of queerness that's in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you have to now. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I, I, yeah. I will say that there was a trope that you mentioned that I want to like pause and talk about for a a brief second, which is, is Santa Claus real? Because how many movies and a lot of classic movies like (laughs) Elf and like, I don't know, a Mm -hmm. lot of them that's like when the, or like we just had the movie, the Santa Claus on with Tim Allen, when it's like all this, this whole world, all the adults don't believe in Santa. And then he ends Mm -hmm. up being real and the sled flies over and the whole town is like, Oh my God. And I'm like, if he was real, how would you not know he was real? Like he's giving your kid presents every year that you uh, didn't no. buy. So that's the thing is that in the Santa Claus, if Santa was real, if I was that wife, I'd be like, excuse me, where have you been the past 15 years when I right? have bought presents for my kid? Where have you been? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I, I, like, I love the feeling of like, wow, even adults can get caught up in the spirit of Santa Claus. But like my logical mind can't get past it of like, 
you know, there's uh, that one with um, Kurt Russell, the the Santa the Claus Christmas Chron- Chronicles. The Christmas Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Like, Ooh, like this is a wow. modern day movie with that is Goldie saying Hawn. with Goldie Hawn as his wife. Like overboard. <laughs> Amazing. But like, I still can't get over like the kids being like, Santa's not real. Stop believing it. You're just being stupid. And then they go off on adventure with Santa Claus. And it's like, yeah. So he is real. Like, what are you talking about? Is he just real to like kids that believe or just Christians or just like, what is this? Because, oh, we didn't put this one down on our list, but have any of you guys seen? um, I think it's just called Noel with Anna Kendrick. 1000%. I love it. Let's talk about it. And like, and like Elf, right? Santa's like, it's kind of like the same thing. Santa's real in that. Yeah. And she's his daughter. Like, that's such a cute movie. We just put that movie on. That is a movie I watched it Mm. one time, Tears tears into it like her little the baby reindeer the... killed me at the beginning and then, oh yeah, my her god snowflake end. yeah her speech at the end yeah. is like literally embodies why i love christmas and it's like yes it can bring out the like shitty side of america and the world but also like it can bring out the best of people and it's just a time to get together and it could be sweet and uh no that is on my rotation now no yeah, i watch that over uh, your time. yeah you, Michael, you were the one that introduced me to that, and it is oh. a, it is a it is a stick around movie now for me. I was like blown away. I was so shocked at how cute it was. That's um, hilarious. That gets, that gets foreign shiv for me. So funny. Foreign shiv. Foreign shiv. Um, I just to go just to touch back on on Santa being real really quick. The thing that I always think about, like exactly what you're saying, like all the adults, like all of this, what the fuck? I'm like, what? Okay, so we're talking levels, layers of magic. This this elf has to have time continuum time travel like endless amount of like resources and Uh like memory and then and then like just amnesia for the world i'm like this elf is all powerful like he is the most powerful wizard that's ever been yeah by far I love the idea of them being like, well, for Santa, time doesn't exist. He can travel and deliver a present to every child because for him, time doesn't exist. Like he can be magic like that. And it's like, but it exists to him. So he has to do this for like thousands of years every Christmas. Like to him, he has to do it. So like he would go insane. Like like Michael actually That's calculated. Why I like- Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. oh, Michael did a calculation <clears throat> of like how many kids are in the world and like how long it would take. And it was like thousands of years. Like mm-hmm. Santa would be insane. That's why I like the <laughs> idea of like um, the idea in Noel and a couple other movies like the Santa Claus that this is like almost like Doctor Who, right? There's like it, it like every yeah. generation there's like mm-hmm. a new Santa. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, yeah. I do appreciate that. And actually, yeah, I, I do. I like that little twist. But I, I think um, something... I love that happens every once in a while in Christmas movies is like a magical sort of Christmas fairy person that's not mm-hmm. Santa. That's, yes. There's always, that's yeah, favorite. that's another oh. trip is that there's the like the wise voice, the yes. like person who's like, it's, sometimes it's the homeless person or it's the grandma or it's the mm-hmm. like, I don't know, person that's you like work a with. Total, um trope in stories in general, because when you mm-hmm. have a character who enters like a new <clears throat> world there has to be someone who like that's like uh obi-wan kenobi that's glinda mm. the good witch that's like yes, you know yes this character who's older and wiser and just mm-hmm. kind of like knows mm-hmm. and and slightly magical with a little twinkle in their eye yeah <laughs> oh, yes. yes i don't know if you guys saw the movie uh if, if the christmas calendar or like the christmas advent cal- oh, and yeah. it's and it's oh, about yeah. like it's a modern day movie <laughs> and it's about this advent calendar that's magical and just in or the pre- is it 
or is it? Or is it? <laughs> and like, there's a moment even in the preview where she's like talking to her grandpa and she was like, wait a second, is this calendar magic? And he like looks at her and like winks. And like, that's him the whole time. And it's so cringy, but then you kind of love it. Mm-hmm. That um, one else actually almost like I, I, if I, if I had that on the list and I, it was like that or something else. I might, yeah. I might watch that one. Again. I really do love <laughs> movies like that Christmas calendar movie. And there was another one. I can't think of what it's called, uh, but it's a uh, movies that are Let coming out. No, there's let us know, but I'm saying like movies that are like mainly people of color, like that's oh, yeah, a yeah. nice, refreshing take on Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, what are, they what are a... massively underrepresented in this genre in general? Yeah. Um, um did you want to suggest the next one to go ahead? I was gonna say let's talk about Christmas with you. Okay. So Christmas okay. Did with everybody you, watch do you this wanna one? do you want to give a synopsis? I did. Yeah. The so Prince. it's uh from this That's year. Okay. Um it's a pop star who's got a, a career burnout, escapes to a small town where she finds not only inspiration, but a shot of love. It stars <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. and Amy Garcia, it's directed by Gabriella Tagliavini. It is written by Get This Guys. Paco Farias, Jennifer C. Stetson, German Mi- or Herman Michael Torres, and one of the writers is my friend Michael Verratti. <laughs> um, That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. Uh, I was like so random. I saw his name and was like, wait, what, Michael? And I was texting him. Um, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Just the mm-hmm. premise is kind of, I think the premise is kind of cute that it's about a pop star and, you know, she like needs to find whatever. Um, I was happy that Freddie Prince Jr. was in it and playing a Latino because I think he rarely gets that that might uh, be the first time yeah and Truly like he, the first time. is he Latino interview. yeah his dad yeah. is Puerto Rican and <laughs> I did not know that <laughs> yeah his dad was so, like a famous, dad was Freddie like, Prince yeah, <laughs> okay maybe, okay yeah. the OG <laughs> so a famous yeah. Latino singer like, yeah so or, he's Puerto yeah. Rican mm-hmm. and he said that anytime he was sent a role that was Latino it was like very kind of like overly written and like Hmm. No, and it was just like he just gets to be Latino in this movie huh. and not have it be like a thing. Um good for her. I I noticed yeah, I noticed <laughs> a lot of what you were saying Michael about like the set decoration. There's like mm-hmm. lights everywhere in this movie. Yes, yes. You know, it, it was very much that uh, again, dead Latina mom, mm-hmm. little precocious Latina child, um about to have her quinceañera. Um <laughs> So I thought that was kind of fun. Um I don't know. What did you guys think? I, um, first of all, it took me probably 10 minutes for me to understand what the movie was trying to do because it starts off with this Latina pop star at a music video set trying to do a, a video. And I was like, cool. She's like an Ariana Grande. Like, like, uh, just like that age and that, like, that relevance. And yeah. then it took me a while for to pick up that they're saying that she is has been almost like trying to stay relevant like and, too like old now like too old now and i was like what are you talking about this girl is like 25 <laughs> and then after a while you learn that she's supposed to be in like her 40s she's supposed to be like a j-lo i i was connecting to i didn't make that connection that she was supposed to be like in like, that age bracket yeah i i think i think so because i think that's how old freddie prince jr is supposed to be so and uh, so so they're supposed to be the same age yeah so it, but, there's that younger but, pop star that keeps like re- making references yeah to her but to get. me the younger pop star and this pop star look the same age the same and, like age, the yeah. and like the same abilities and like the, i just didn't it didn't read for me that she was like struggling to stay relevant i was like she still seems very young and and with it so 
her and Freddie Prince together as a couple didn't really feel like they were the same age, even though they were supposed to be. And I had to kind of get past that because to me, that's just an awful symptom of Hollywood always having to cast like the, a woman younger than the male. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And so I would be interested to know what their real ages are. Not that it really matters, but like they just didn't feel like the same generation. (laughs) And it felt like, I will say though that a lot of Latinas who are in their forties look like they're about 30. (laughs) Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Love it. Um, I mean, I was going to say like skincare, skincare city, baby. Yeah. 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 I didn't feel There's that There's a lot much. of skin lasers now, you know? Yeah, yeah. I need to get some of those. <laughs> I need to order some lasers. I did um, appreciate that this movie was basically... What this movie was basically saying was Mariah Carey is set for life because of her Christmas yeah. song. Yes. So and, she's trying to write this Christmas song. And, you know, like, it's a kind of a commentary on that. It's like mm-hmm. the the strength of, like, a Christmas song that really hits in mm-hmm. your life Mm-hmm. is is like really important i think for, yeah. in terms of like monetarily and career wise and all that. it can set That's you brilliant. up for life it can be your retirement plan to have one yeah. christmas song that people love like and mm-hmm. that's that's real and so like you know mariah carey did that so now everyone's trying to do that and yeah it hits on that for sure um mm-hmm. i i did love just the moment where the pop star has to decide between going to the quinceanera or going to be the musical guest on tr or on snl like, yeah. that's the plot point. She's deciding between these two. And this is, like, very much in the Devil Wears Prada, too. It's, like, it's for her career. Like, you can you can, you can can celebrate later. Like, you got to go do SNL and, like, launch your career. And I don't know. I, I feel like I always kind of side with, like, you can you can go do what you need to do and then come back and make up for it. But that's yeah. just my feelings. Like, so she obviously ditches SNL and goes to the Kinsinata. How about how about family mm, second you... always? Family second always. Uh, family is, is second. <laughs> I guess it's not very romantic for a character like her in a movie to call up Freddie Prince Jr. and be like, "Hey, so SNL wants me to sing the song that we wrote, right? And if I do that and it hits and a lot of people hear it." then you might be set for life monetarily. And I think that's very romantic. Yeah. And like, <laughs> for you to also, never worry about money again, do you want me what, to show up to your daughter's quinceanera and like yeah. drop it with her? Or do you want to have money for the rest of your life? Or, or do you want her to go to college? Do you want her right. to go to college? <laughs> yes, exactly. Or do you want her to have this one memory of me at her quinceanera? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Valid anyway. points. Valid points. I yeah. will say the, the song, I really liked it. Like it might be added yeah, to my, my Spotify Christmas list. Why not? Um, so for that movie, I would give it, I'd say like, I'd give it a three. Three candy canes. <clears throat> um, yeah, I would give it like three, maybe three in a shiv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how there like has to be a shiv now. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? I can't um, wait to see it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's um, cute. It's worth it. I'm looking up another movie that I desperately want to talk about because I didn't write down the synopsis for it, so I'm finding it here. I will um, also say like, I feel like there's a difference in Christmas movies that I would have to say, like some of them I'm like, no, you need to sit down and pay attention and like really get into it. Cause it's amazing. Not many are like that. Most of them like that. <laughs> when we just talked about Christmas with you is a movie that I'm like, you can fold laundry to this. Like mm. it's that kind of movie you could cook yeah. while it's on your iPad. Like mm-hmm. I literally cooked while it was yeah, on yeah. the iPad and I didn't feel like I missed anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. One, one movie that I definitely did laundry to, but I'm dying to talk about <laughs> Is Christmas on Mistletoe Farm? <laughs> so I never finished it. You, you guys. I started no it in the background. 
Uh-uh. You never saw this? Okay. I'm, I never we'll, saw we'll it. spend like five minutes on it. <laughs> not even five minutes, two minutes on this. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it was on my list. It was on, it's more. on Netflix. Um, it says, after inheriting a farm at Christmas time, a widowed father mm-hmm. of course. makes a bumpy adjustment to village life while his kids hatch a plan to stay there forever. Now, what? This is a British movie. <laughs> okay, this sounds like a, I'm liking this. Is it a horror film? <laughs> You're know. trapped. No. I will make of the devil, kids. <laughs> yeah, this is a British film. Um, he, of course, he has a boss who's like he's in business, and his boss is played by Ashley Jensen, this actress I love. She was um, in the TV show Extras, and she played Christina on Ugly Betty. Um, mm. But she's like, she literally says to him, like, children have no place in business because he wants <laughs> to spend time with his kids. Um, and when he inherits this farm and they go out to this farm, of course he hates it. He doesn't want to be around the animals. There's a beautiful veterinarian that of course he falls in love with, you know, but there's a, this movie was just very cartoony, Mm -hmm. but with real people, they have a farm hand who's like, his name's like Bonzo or Bino, or I don't even remember what. And he's like (laughs) a bumbling kind of like idiot, you know, kind of character. Um, the kids are all like, there's. There's like nine children in this entire village and six of them are his kids <laughs> are like the main guy's kids. <clears throat> one of his, one of his, actually, I think all of his kids, except one uh, is a boy or no, all of them are a girl are girls, except for one. But his son loves like sparkly things and likes wearing fairy wings. I remember that. And, right. <clears throat> um, and everybody in the town, like, is like, that's cool. Great. Like, you know, there's not a big deal. I'll tell you that my favorite thing about this movie was that there are two ponies in it, and their names are Mary and Bright. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, only works yes, for, like, one did. month out of the year. Like, only uh-huh. in December does, is that cute. Right. That, that If it's July, you're like, why? okay, Mary and why? Bright, cool. good for you. Right. Um, <laughs> although I would, so watch a, I would watch a Christmas movie about two drag queens named Mary and Bright. Like, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> so, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was, it was de- I'm going to say it's definitely, like, a one in a shiv or a two maybe <laughs> yeah. um but that's sort of christmas on on mistletoe farm y- y- everything so, you kind of expect happens yeah you know? i i had it on in the background actually while i was decorating my living room and um <laughs> for like the like fourth round of decorating um and and it reminded like, me like i can still see wall uh, <laughs> uh it reminded me of a movie i had seen before that was a british uh Christmas movie, a, a modern day British Christmas movie. And they are very like not all of them, but like some of them are super quirky in a satisfying way. But I watched one called um Father Christmas is back. It is the weirdest vibe of a movie. Everything Wait, about it. Father t- Christmas is back or is, Father Christmas is back? <laughs> uh I don't know. <laughs> okay. However, you want to interpret it. You'll have to watch the movie to see what they mean. But What's it's it on? It's on, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. And it has Kelsey Grammer, Elizabeth Elizabeth Hurley. No way. Okay, I'm back in. John Cleese. uh, And and then a bunch of random British actors. And just the, literally, watch the first five minutes, how they introduce the movie. It's every actor having a moment where their back is to the camera and they turn around and smile at the camera. And it has their actor name and the the character they're going to play like it's no. almost like a, an introduction to a play it's it's no. very bizarre it makes you I will feel check this out. it makes you feel weird the whole time and then the whole time the way they interact <laughs> with each other 
you're just like they're what 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 what's happening? I don't understand. What is this? What is this? And it's about how Kelsey Grammer is this estranged father who ends up coming back to the family. Oh, I've heard yes. of this movie. Yes. I haven't seen it. Okay. Yes, I did see the fir- the little intro of this, and I was like, "What the actual fuck?" And Kelsey yeah. Grammer really threw me. I'm going to be honest. He oh. threw me. I was like, "I don't know, man. I don't know if I can muscle through watching him, but." I'm in now. I'm in. You've sold me. <clears throat> yeah, check it out. Absolutely perfect. Elizabeth Hurley is supposed to be Everything. like in her 30s in the movie. Uh-huh. Like I would she's, buy it. She's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, okay, okay. That yeah, woman get is it. 62. Yes. Sure. Yeah. sure. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, it's worth <laughs> watching just as like a, a trippy thing to look at. Um, okay. Anyway, we should wrap up this episode. But what other movies did you want to talk about that are modern day? <clears throat> My I know. didn't even get to Let It Snow. I oh, love right. that one. I didn't actually really get... like that movie. I love Let It Snow. Um, I think Happiest Season, and I think the other, I always forget the name of it, um, the two gay boys. Single <laughs> the all gay the way? boys one. Single, <laughs> Single all the all way. way? Okay, yeah. so let's just Jennifer talk Coolidge. quick about the queer yeah. movies that we love. The yes. queer-centered movies, because yes, this is a new thing. <laughs> Hallmark came out with their very first one. Netflix came out with them. Every every streaming service is like, now we have to have our stamp on like the queer Christmas movie genre. Well, which... And it was a big deal when the guy from Mean Girls was yes. in one. He, yeah. It was a huge, and that was... I think that was Lifetime or Hallmark or whatever. Yes, right? and and it was called. And it was it huge. Was, it was called the Christmas what a House. Yeah, yeah. There it was we called go. Christmas House. The Christmas House, and I was so excited so to glad. watch it because they really promoted. That was years the sh- ago. Yeah, they promoted the crap out of it being like the first Christmas movie with a queer couple, and I watched it, and they're they're not where near the main characters. They're like the brother, the brother no. and his husband are coming home for Christmas, but the whole not movie is about it, no. his brother is like <laughs> the main character who's straight. And huh. so, so I was like, okay, this isn't a queer movie. It has queer characters, mm-hmm. but it's nothing mm-hmm. about what their... if, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's nothing about like them as the center of it. No. Mm-mm. What so if it we was this... talk about these like three queer Christmas yeah. movies to wrap mm-hmm. it up and we'll do it pretty Love quickly. It. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe let's do it in yearly order. Because okay. the first one would be Let It Snow. That came out in 2019. Yes. Yeah. Um, God, if you're I watch it every year now. I, it's like in my rotation now. Um, it's in a small town on Christmas Eve. A snowstorm brings together a group of young people. It's a big ensemble movie. I like this because it's very um, diverse. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It stars Isabella Merced, Shamik Moore. Um, is directed by Luke Snellen, written by a whole bunch of people, Kay Cannon, Victoria, Strauss, Laura Salon. But there's a lot of queer rep in this movie. Um, yeah. And I thought that was kind of fun. It was, I don't remember this actress's name, but she's in a lot of stuff now. She's in Yellow Jackets and whatnot. But she, mm. um, I think she plays like the waitress at this place. Mm. And she's like kind of in love with this mm-hmm. girl who's like denying, like pretending not to be gay. The yeah. popular girl. The popular, yeah. like a cheerleader type girl. But to me, this was very much like a, I think Love Actually, speaking of Christmas movies, um, ushered in mm-hmm. a new type of kind of almost like a new genre mm-hmm. of big mm-hmm. ensemble stories that are seemingly unconnected. Yeah. That then, then are, are, you know, come together. Gonna, right. Yeah. And so um, it's an anthology. It's an anthology is, yeah. take on I, it. I call this I, actually in my head, I call this movie Love Actually Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. I call yeah. it Love Actually for the Youth. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and I think it's yeah, good because it, it, oh, sorry. I'll let you finish. Oh, no, I was just saying, there's lots of people of color in it. Queer rap, it's great. What, what mm-hmm. were you going to say? I just, I um, I feel like I I love an ensemble for Christmas because it sort of, um, like, 
where a Christmas movie can kind of drag and be mm-hmm. like, okay, we're really, we're, we're hitting it hard in these moments. It's fun to like get a bunch of different stories. Cause then you get this sort of more like universal moment, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like a little bit of everybody and like the rich people, the poor people. And, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get a, a bisect of like more human moments. Um, and I think it's fun. And it just keeps your, you know, your attention, my, mine at least yeah. <laughs> keeps my attention. Um, and I like too, that it provides space for like, there's definitely moments in that movie where I'm like, Oh, this was, this was your first, this was your first job, you know, like <laughs> that, that was, that was a rough line delivery there, but yeah. then there's better there. It, you know, then you have all these yeah, other some great performances to kind of balance and, yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of usher in some new people without putting like a whole movie on them. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course my girl, Joan as the magical Christmas, I'm, like hello right I want she's the wise with, voice with, she's let let yeah yes yes with her tinfoil hat i'm just I like yeah, everything about that she was just she came in she's like i'll do this movie on one condition <laughs> i'll be wearing a tinfoil hat <laughs> <laughs> i love, love it yeah. 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 yeah yeah love was, love love that was Cute. so like that was a movie i put on while i was decorating my living room in 2019 mm-hmm. and i will mm-hmm. say that was a movie that i put on to have in the background and I'm like putting up stuff. And then I found myself uh, pausing and sitting on the couch, like holding my candy canes that I was about to hang somewhere and just being like <laughs> completely enthralled in the movie. And I couldn't yeah. stop until the movie was over and I was crying. It was so mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. The two girls, their storyline was so fucking yeah. cute. I loved it. And yeah, it's... Joan Cusack playing that like wise voice where she's like, mm-hmm. I think she's like the tow truck driver or something or the yes. cab, something yeah. like that. So mm-hmm. she's like offbeat. But like, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was so um, sweet. It's based and on a I John always... Green novel. He he wrote like, oh. The Fault in Our Stars. and Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, I love too. I love that it's just not, I like any story where it's not so Christmas. I don't know how to like word this, but like, the stories in it too are not like about Christmas, right? right? They're like taking place happening around Christmas time. Right. And it's, and it's sort of like the spirit of like, you know, openness and giving and warmth and joy and all that is there, but it's not like it's for Christmas. And I really love, and like it's snowing and like winter. So it's like all of these elements come together to make the magic as opposed to like, we gotta get there by Christmas, Dad. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I really that's such a good point. Like, Christmas isn't the yeah. motivation behind what they're doing. Like, they're not trying to make Christmas a Christmas to remember. It's like, because right. that's not actually that meaningful. <laughs> like, that's actually pretty shallow. <laughs> and like, that's yeah, and it's not really real. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's not actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. But Christmas was like the backdrop, which can be a really mm-hmm. sweet setting for other events yeah. to take place that are more meaningful than having a Christmas that is beautiful. Right. I love that. Yeah. Let I give it, it snow. Four, four candy I give canes. I give it four candy canes yeah. too. Four. <clears throat> um absolutely the, four. The next one would be um Happiest Season that came out in 2020. Mm. So planning to, <laughs> planning to propose at her family's annual Christmas dinner until you realize that they don't even know that she's gay is even harder. When Abby, uh, Kristen Stewart, learns that Harper, Mackenzie Davis, has kept their relationship a secret from her family, she begins to question the girlfriend she thought she knew. Um uh, also, Dan Levy's in this. Aubrey Plaza's in this. Anna Gasteyer, um, Jinx, and Dela are in this. Victor Garber's in this. I love it. It's directed by Clea Duvall and written by Clea Duvall and Mary Holland. Y'all know who that is, right? Clea Duvall. No. Mary Holland no. is also Mary Holland is also in it. She's Jane. She's the best so, part of the movie. Well, one of the best. Oh, she's yeah. she is the best part of that movie. Incredible. Can um, I just start? Amazing. Can I start by saying justice for Aubrey Plaza? Like the whole movie. I'm like. 
justice for her character. That's yeah. what. One thousand percent. You guys have seen, but I'm a cheerleader, right? Oh yeah. So the so young. the <laughs> actress that uh, well, she's Cleo Duvall's also um, Emily's wife oh. on um, Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, Cleo Duvall's like a big deal. The yeah. faculty, so, anyone? The faculty. Uh, the faculty, exactly. Yeah. So um, I love that she made this movie. She wrote it and directed it. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, I think, can be said about this movie. A lot of people watched it and were like, how uh, they, they couldn't accept the two of them, like spoilers, guys, together at the end because of what Mackenzie Davis's character had done to her. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think I think like that's it, it's I, I it's hard. I can see both sides of it, I guess. But um <clears throat> Yeah, I really actually like this movie. I think it's well written, well done. Like you said, that one character, Jane, is is the point in the movie that made me cry was actually mm -hmm. her scene with the painting. Mm -hmm. I was devastated for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then actually, there's a lot of things in this movie that I feel um, set, are set up and have really good payoff too, which is amazing. Um, doesn't work this way but dan levy being like an editor and working on books whatever and then jane having this book idea or this story idea and then her getting this book public like that's like all b story but it was so fun to see that mm -hmm. for her too mm -hmm. um yeah it's kind of distressing to watch like i don't know if i would watch this one every year but i think it's a really genuinely great movie mm -hmm. i'm so glad to hear you say that sorry i am sweating over here this movie um i have the biggest crush on kristen stewart in this film so i it's like she's, hard for she's me she's really I'm good like, in this too i just feel like she, so she so plays good. it so she she kind of she does it, such she's a devastating good job. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely and i so i will just say my first experience with this movie was like me like throwing popcorn i'm like watching it with other people and we're all like scorn you know we're all like on the side of like she's manipulating you like yeah. absolutely not like all this and we're just like down no and meanwhile i'm like but i'm gonna see this movie again because mm -hmm. you see kristen stewart yeah so i i was definitely kind of in both places but after watching it again giving it some space i was like okay while i don't agree with like i I, I still am of that place of like, oh, that's fucked up. And then I'm like, hold up, hold up. Misogyny is entered the chat. How many movies have we watched where there is a hetero couple and the man does something absolutely unforgivable, insane, kook town. Yeah. And then it's like grand gesture forgiveness wraps up the movie, right? Yep, I'm like that, yep, we see yep. tale as old as time. Right. So I'm like, actually- This relates I to Love Hard, movie... which I want to talk about in the next episode. Right, right. <laughs> Um, yes, yes, please. Yes. Um, and I, like, I feel like I'm like, well, you know, we're the queers get those fucked up storylines too. Like, we well, need yeah. reason, like messy, we need messy equality here. Totally, totally. Okay with and, this. I, and I and I love that Clea was like, she spoke about it. She's like, this is very much like, you know, part of my like, in my life in my history, yeah. too. Mm -hmm, yeah. Like, a piece of me so i i just love it so much and it's One, funny <clears throat> mary steenberg are you kidding me oh, oh my god. god she is the best god. yes dan levy and just oh god it's so good anyway one reason that i'm kind of okay with the storyline is because i feel like not not that queer stories need to be designed for or intended for the straights mm -hmm. but i feel like you know queer people have a lot of straight members in their families and so if straight people watch this movie and 
are able to sort of recognize like, oh, my kid didn't come out because I didn't provide a space for them where they felt safe enough mm-hmm. to do this. I don't want to cause that pain, that suffering, especially at Christmas, like in my child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one reason that I'm okay with it is because like, mm-hmm. um, again, I don't think it's like intended for or necessary to cater to this, to straight people, but anything that I think will help someone um, recognize you know, their child, I guess, with compassion and with warmth and love, I think is really good. So mm-hmm. if it does that Absolutely. for someone, great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, Dan Levy's moment with Kristen in the woods is such a beautiful, like to that point, exactly. Yeah. Just to be like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. I love what you said, man, about like the, the, the messed up straight dudes doing such, you know, just like not being available emotionally, not ha- understanding the harm they're creating. And then on Christmas morning, they get to like, say they're sorry under a Christmas tree while it snows and it's fine. I do feel like that's a trope that I see so much in the, like, what is the aftermath of this Christmas? Like, like when the girl, when the, when the kid wants their dad to find a new mom, like they want a new mom, a new girlfriend. And it's like this girl that they just met. And then he's to say, deciding that he loves her and she's deciding to move to this small town on Christmas day. And I'm like, you don't know each other. You don't even know this child. You're going to be at their mother. Like, and the kid is like so happy that they have a mom now. And I'm like, she could cut and run. Like, this is intense. Like, this is a big commitment. <laughs> like, yeah. that have that. That's a trope that I I I can't get past a lot of times. So I'm like, you know, the magic of Christmas doesn't, I don't know if it can last for the rest of your life for this kind of a commitment. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a big decision. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, mean, I give I give this one four. Oh, I do too. I I love, I love, you know, the intention behind it and the execution, I think are both super high up. So I, I loved it. Minna, how many candy canes do you give it? Five out of four. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, The last one to wrap this episode up is Single All the Way, which came out in 2021. Yeah. Uh, It says, desperate to avoid his family's judgment about his perpetual single status, Peter convinces his best friend, Nick, to join him for the holidays and pretend that they're now in a relationship. Starring Michael Urie from Ugly Betty, mm-hmm. Kathy Najimy, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Jennifer. Michael Mayer. And by um, what did you guys think about this movie? I I, I can start and say, you know... <laughs> I, I, uh, I, are you going to talk about the Britney <laughs> scene? No, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I'll get to that. But like, I, I don't know about y'all, but like... I mean, I'm sure you feel similarly, but like when I see a movie that's trying to represent me, I get hypercritical instead of feeling seen. A lot of times I kind of start picking it apart. Um, This movie I felt really good about. I was like, oh, okay, he's this guy who's, you know, a dude in the city obsessed with his plants in his house. I relate. Um, And like, I thought it was a, a great take on the complications between gay friendships and how that can cross lines and be iffy and there's gray areas and I was happy that they were you know it wasn't like some stranger that they're trying to even though there was that element of like the hunk in the town but um I appreciated that they were trying to dig dig deeper into like how complicated that can be to have your best friend that you're attracted to um Jennifer Coolidge was incredible but she's the best part of the movie she is the moment right now so anything Uh she touches just turns to gold uh, there is, I, I think about this movie and I think about, uh, Trixie and Katya watching it in that, in their show called Trixie and Katya like to watch. And there is a moment in the movie where 
the main character dances to the Britney Spears Christmas song that is one of my personal favorite Christmas songs of all time. And obviously it's because it's Britney, but also I just think it's a good, cute Christmas song. And they have a choreographed dance to it. And when Trixie and Katya are watching it, they're like hating on it. They're just like, who is this for? I don't understand this at all. And I'm like, hi. You're like, it's me. (laughs) It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) This is for me. Like, I'm. that's my favorite Christmas song ever. I would totally do this with my niece. Like, I I felt seen. I... I I relate. I was like watching it and I was like, I have multiple songs and yeah. friends who yeah. I could oh. pull into an attic right now and we could get, you know, totally. so yeah. 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 I, I think thought that it... aspect of it is totally fine. I, yeah. I, I just feel like some of the, I guess, maybe writing and acting felt somewhat cringe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with this movie, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like you were saying, Mina, when you like an ensemble thing because it gives you these moments of like, maybe this person's not that great in it, but this one's amazing. Mm-hmm. You can go between stories. And so I felt like there were moments in this one that were really fun and really good. And then there were other moments, like how do you compete with Jennifer Coolidge? Like she's yeah. going to take away the movie. Right. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this, I think this story, I think I wish that they had leaned a little more on the complicatedness and like sort of the nuance of like you're saying, Michael, like the friendships and mm-hmm. just sort of life and navigating, um, you know, queer culture. And I think that I wish that they had, they, they, what they, I saw it as was again, taking this hetero story, right? We've mm-hmm. seen this story too. Like I'm just her best friend, but I've been in love with her for years. Right, like, right, right, right. Oh God. Okay. Um, and they took that and then they just shoved it onto gay men instead mm-hmm. of saying like, here's the story from like, here's how it would play out here in this, in this actual relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or what the nuances are of the, of yeah, that in, exactly. within queer culture, exactly. like how it's different. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. I wish they had been yeah. on that more. And yeah, yeah, like you were saying, like, just, just turn the writing up a notch. Um, totally. But like cute, fluffy, yeah. happy and, Kathy and Jimmy, I mean, again, like, hello. Very, very and, predictable. Like, I will say I would put this one on in the background while I'm cleaning or cooking or doing. Sure, you sure. Know, like laundry. Totally. Um, yeah. totally. But I would probably give it like two candy canes. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Two. It's I okay think the, if you give it four, Michael. No, the Britney, the Britney song is going to bump it up to a three for me. Okay. Britney song and the, the attempt. I think like there's the intention and the execution. The intention was there. The execution was not so there. So Here's the I, thing that like you and I have talked about a little bit too in regards to like, I think in the last episode we talked about like Black Panther and Namor and how I was like super supportive of it because of the Latino and the yeah. Mesoamerican representation. Even mm-hmm. if a lot of these new queer themed Christmas movies are not that great, I'm still mm-hmm. going to put them on and watch them because yes. I need, I need, ne- so if, if Netflix need more. releases a movie or, or mm-hmm. a series, if that movie and series is not binged within its first weekend, Netflix considers it a bomb. Like, right. Great. And mm-hmm. immediately what, what the conversation turns to is, oh, guys, queer Christmas movies, they don't do, they're not, they don't do great. Right. right. It's right, not right. about the writing. It's not about the store. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, well, what was, mm-hmm. what could be better? Like it, mm-hmm. it automatically is turned into like guys, movies about women. They're, mm-hmm. They don't do well. Movies about mm-hmm. Mexicans. Nobody watches that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, if it's bad, I still need, and I don't think this movie right, is bad, right. but I still need to support it so that mm-hmm. we can get more and better. Yeah, movies. exactly. So, so here's the thing that a lot so, of people don't consider. Um, like my friend of mine, Hamish, he released this past year, a cartoon called Dead End. Um, and the cartoon has multiple queer characters, trans characters. Like it's really great representation. I watched all of it, of course, 
But then to bump up its numbers, when I would go to bed, I would put it on <laughs> and then turn the TV off so that it would play throughout <laughs> the amazing. night. It would play yeah. every episode so that its numbers would go up. So if you want to help out, do it that way too. Yeah, love <laughs> I it. love that. That's a good hack. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I just think, yeah, right. It's like, you know, every marginalized community is under the microscope when they when they're doing stuff, when they're in front, when their stories yeah, are center and it's shitty that they, that that's what it becomes. It becomes about them instead right. of uh, the budget or the marketing or the blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, I'm like, straight people have been making terrible movies for centuries. Exactly. <laughs> so, Why don't we get yeah. that movies we, too? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. I'm like, we're allowed some cringy, dumb movies. Like, that's yeah. okay. I watched a uh, bro. Had to watch, we all had to watch Old School, okay? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I watched, watched last night, and uh. it's very much on that line. I am happy to uh, support it. I mm. did not like it, and I'll get into that mm. another I've been, time. I've been but, hearing that about... Uh, Ooh, I'll have Michael. No. I'll have to watch it, and then we'll talk about it on another episode. Or yes, I would um, love to know what you think. I kind of hated it, but happy it well, exists. Wow, um, hot take! Oh my gosh, I have a list of I have a list of movies. I gotta. I know. Anyway, take. we should wrap up this one, and let's do it. We will come back for part two when we talk about classic movies, music, Christmas episodes of TV shows, a whole other take, straying away from the modern movies. All right. Happy Thank holidays. you for listening. Merry Christmas. Bye. Happy holidays. Thank you.